Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bless you, Almighty Father, soon coming King. We bow our heads at your throne, O oh God. Thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning and seek you while you may be found, Lord. We bow down before you and throw our crowns at your feet, O oh God. You are good, and your mercy endures forever, O oh God. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We bless your holy name, O oh God. We exalt you. We lift you up, Father God, the only one who is on the throne, O oh God. We thank you for your majesty and your glory, O oh God, that fills the earth. We thank you, God, for your train that fills the temple. We thank you for the seraphims and the cherubims that surround you, O oh God. We thank you for your very holiness, Lord. We thank you that you are set apart. We thank you that you are in a class all by yourself, O oh God. We thank you that there is none who can compare to you, Father. We thank you that you are the ancient of days, the Holy One of Israel, the only wise God, immortal and invisible. Father God, we give you the glory. Do your name, for it is in you that we live, move, and have our being, Father God. Without you, there is no us, Father God, for we are your offspring. We are your progeny. We are your very children and your creation, the apple of your eye. And for that, we say thank you. We thank you, Father, for giving us what we need to look like you, to talk like you, to be like you. We thank you for reminding us who we are, oh God. We thank you for the mirror of the word, Father God, that allows us to see who we truly are. We thank you that we go from glory to glory, O oh God, getting closer and closer to who you call us to be, O oh God. We thank you that we are being transformed into the image of thy holy son, Jesus, Father God. We thank you that the seed that you have planted inside of us continues to grow day by day, Father God. We thank you for the desires that are on the heart of these, your people. We thank you, Father God, that we have the ability 
to luxuriate in you, O oh God. May we all lean back, put our heads in your bosom, not only hear your heartbeat and feel it, but allow ourselves to be taken care of by you. May we simply relax today, O oh God, in your presence. Lead us beside the still waters, O oh God. Make us to lie down in your green pastures as your spirit hovered over the waters. May you hover over us, O oh God. May we hear your voice telling us this is the way that we should go. This is the path. Walk in it. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. We thank you, O oh God. Bless you for who you are. We thank you, Father God, that we already have a king and we seek none other. We thank you, Father God, that you rule and reign with glory and majesty, honesty, strength, and power. We thank you, O God, that you have fearfully and wonderfully created us, Father. We thank you, O God, that we are the image of you, O God, that as we look at other human beings, we can marvel at what you have created, that we can love our neighbors, O God, because in them we see your very face, O oh God, your imprint, your image, your fingerprint is upon all of creation, but more especially the crown of creation, O oh God, that you call us, your human beings, who you have created to be just a little bit lower than the angels, O oh God. You have put us in a class right beneath the heavenly beings, O oh God, and you have give us, given us something that they have not the ability to see into the gospel, O oh God, the ability to see the things that you have coming through the Holy Spirit that you have presented us with, the ability to be walked into all truth. We thank you, O oh God, for the Holy Spirit that comes alongside of us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, O oh God, that guides and leads our hearts, that purifies us day by day, O oh God, we thank you for that gentle nudge that the Spirit gives us every day. We, we thank you again, O oh God, for that mighty word by Apostle that taught us to listen to our hearts, that grave reminder to not lightly take what the heart is telling us to do, O oh God, but to listen with great intensity and keenness of mind and ear, to heed what our hearts are saying to us, for they will guide us into all truth if our hearts are wrapped up in you, O oh God. So that is our prayer on this day, Father, that our hearts may be wrapped up in you. We offer our hearts to you, O oh God, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, Father God, that we may be transformed by the renewing of our minds, O oh God, to be able to discern and tell, Father God, what is your good, acceptable, and perfect will. We understand that your will is better than ours. Will, Father God, we understand that your way is not only better than our way, but higher than our way. We don't always understand your way, O oh God, but we do believe that it is better, and for that we say thank you. We do believe that your way is better than ours, so we rest in that. We do believe that your way is 
better than ours. So we depend on that. We trust in that. We live in that. We walk in that. And for that, we say thank you. In a world that is full of chaos, oh, God, we remember that you descended upon this place, oh, God, and you said, let there be light. As our Father, may we imitate you, O oh God, and say, let there be light. Let there be light, O oh God, not only in our lives, but let there be light in the world, Father God. Let the eyes of those who have been blinded by the enemy be opened, O oh God. We ask that you reveal and pull the wool from their eyes, O oh God that they may see the reality in which they live, the reality of a world that was crafted and wrought and created by you, O oh God, a world that has been under the deception of the enemy, Father God. But once the wool has been taken off of the eyes of the people, O oh God, allow them to taste and see that you are good and that your mercy endures forever. Let them taste and see of the living water that you have created inside of us, O oh God, the rivers of living water that flow from our bellies once we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. O oh God, let the simple truth of that reality cut deep into their hearts. May the people that you have ordained continue to proclaim your word across the planet, oh God. May the globe be saturated with the gospel of peace, oh God. May the world know that there is yet a king on the throne and a savior who still saves and a Holy Spirit who still guides and empowers. May someone hear your word today by some method, oh God. May their blindness be their blindness no more. May they be stricken with the light of your truth. May the scales fall from our eyes, and may we all walk in newness of light, O oh God. May we come out of the cave much better than when we went in. May you take our filthy and dirty rags and tell others to clothe us with new garments, for we have been cleansed and renewed. We have been transformed into new creatures who only live to claim your word. Father God, we ask that you burn away and consume anything that is not like you within us, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you create in us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within us, oh God. Thank you for where we have gone off the path that you have gently led us back onto the path. Thank you for where we have had toxicity invade our system, O oh God, that you purify us with the washing of your word. May we be driven, O oh God, to open your Bible when we need calmness. May we be driven to fall on our face when we need a decision, when we need an answer. May we be driven to run to you. May it be a thorn in our side, O oh God, until we run to you. 
May we have restless nights, O God, until we run to you. May we not have peace, O God, until we obey your word and give our cares and worries and concerns to you, O God, with thanksgiving and supplication, so that after we have emptied ourselves at your feet, O God, you allow the peace which surpasses all understanding to descend upon us and guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We thank you, O God, for your word that is life, O God. We thank you for guiding our steps into the paths of righteousness and truth. We ask right now for wisdom. We say, here we are, Father God. We hear the cry of Lady Wisdom as she is in the courtyards and in the streets and at the city gates. We come into her house, O God, and eat of her fruits. We thank you for the wise teachings that she is giving us. We thank you for not only the righteousness and the justice, but the riches and the honor that come with her. We thank you for the discernment, the discretion, and the prudence that she freely gives. We say thank you, O God. Give us wisdom and we believe that we have it. We do not doubt, O oh God, and we thank you for not upbraiding us by asking for it. We thank you that you are a father who gives good gifts to those who ask. Thank you, Lord, for teaching and prompting us to open our mouths that we may ask for the good gifts that you have for us. Thank you, Father, that we are coming to realize that we do not have to do this on our own, that we are never by ourselves. For you tell us that you never leave us nor forsake us, O oh God, and for that we say thank you. We have no need to be afraid or dismayed, for you are always with us wherever we go in whatever we do, Father God, as long as we meditate your word, turn it over in our mouths and in our minds and in our hearts, and do not stray from it to the left or to the right. For that we say thank you for leaving a book composed of 66 books that gives us everything we need from birth to the grave. For that we say thank you. Father God, we lift up your son Jesus as our only Lord and Savior. We boldly proclaim that Jesus is Lord. We say that we are yours and command us as you will. Father God, thank you for this day and everything that you're going to do in it, that you've already done in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you. Well, God bless you. Hey, beloved, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you, man of God. God bless all of you all that have pressed your way into the kingdom of God on this morning. Hey, let me pick it up. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we just thank you for all that you've done and everything the man of God has laid before your request and supplication. God, that you meet us all with thanksgiving and we give you the praise for it. Our God, we exalt you. Your name, Jesus, in the earth, that the name of Jesus Christ, every demon must bow and every demon must tremble, and that Jesus Christ is Lord. God, forgive us for all of our sins and transgression and iniquity. Cover us in thy blood, O Lord. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Fill my mouth one more time with blood. Cover me in blood. Saturate me in blood. Cover the altars of my heart in your blood. Thank you, Lord, for your love, your kindness, and your mercy. In the wonderful and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we do pray. And every heart shouted amen and amen. Hey, from the gospel according to Luke chapter 22. I want to read something with you and for you. Your consideration beginning in verse number 14. 
Uh, we'll pick up the scene, the story of Jesus' life. Here's what it says. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, which desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this cup, take this, and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread, gave thanks, break it, gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament, and my blood is shed for you. But, behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table. Truly the Son of Man goes as it was determined, but woe unto that man for whom he is betrayed. I want to talk to you this morning from the thought when the devil sat at your table. When the devil sat at your table. It is very theologically expressed that when we use the word devil, it brings a connotation of great fear. We use the word enemy when the enemy sets at your table, when demon sets at your table. It's like the human vocabulary can try to accept it better, but the bottom line, the devil is at your table. Have you ever gone out to eat and there was people at your table and somebody always, at one given time or another, had the devil on them? I didn't say in them, because Christians should not be possessed if they're truly Christian, but by name, some use the term they're Christian, but could be possessed. Nevertheless, everything that went on at the table, they were negative, uh, never gave any good input. Everything was bad. The food was bad. The service was bad. The company is bad. And you ask yourself the question, why are you here? Maybe you should have stayed home. No, 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 couldn't have. The devil had to show up at your table. Now, the most important subject in this whole world is Jesus Christ. The next important thing in this world is your enemy. We need to know our enemy. You remember over the book of Job, round chapter 1, round verse 7, the Lord confronted Satan with a question. 
He says, whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. His whole objective is to find someone that he can sit down at the table with. Hear me. The devil understands that every demon is desperate for a body. And the number one target is you and I. But when Satan comes to your table, he comes with these three things in mind. One, you're not going to make it. And everything you attempt to do, you will not survive. So why are you keep struggling and trying to make this happen? Beloved, when those thoughts come to your mind, you can rest for sure the devil is sitting at your table. Peter said it in a better way. I'm going to use the uh, contemporary English version of this. First Peter 5 and 8 said, Be on your guard. Stay awake. Your enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion sneaking around to find someone to attack. Number two, what he comes to do at your table is to tell you you're not good enough to be used by God. You ever been sent a subliminal message from Satan concerning some of the people on your job, in the church, in the stores, that message would be, they don't like you. Matter of fact, even when you come in church, they won't even look up at you. They won't even acknowledge you, can't call your name, don't want to recognize you. And sure enough, when you walk in church, that gossip that you heard, that message of subliminal you got from the devil begin to manifest. They don't lift their head to acknowledge you. They don't call you by name. So you take that and think it really to be true. When in fact they could have been praying. In fact, maybe the Holy Spirit had them reading. In fact, they could have been thinking of something else and was never able to lift their head to acknowledge you, but the devil made you think they didn't like you. So he's sitting at your table. I like this story because it reveals the Lord's heart to us. Jesus is getting ready for the greatness of his suffering. And he called together the 12 disciples to have a meal with them. This is his last meal. Man is on death row. They always give him his last meal. Sometimes men try to order everything the craving appetites desire. Yet they're not going to eat it. 
but they're trying to fulfill the last human desire in this earthly living. Jesus decided to tell them this is what's going to be on the table. Just bread and wine. And the bread and wine was set there for a reason. Now hear me, you remember that how David said over there in Psalms that the Lord, thou preparest a table, watch this, before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with all my cups running over. That was a table, a cup of blessing. But this table is a table where we come salvation. Now Satan has got his place at the table. Why would God allow Satan to sit at your table? I remember when someone come to your table, your dinner, and they're all full of negativity, and they have nothing to say good. You're wondering in your mind, why are they here? Why are they here? Who invited them? Why did you invite them? We could have done without that. No, beloved. God was allowing the devil to have a place at your table for a reason. That reason was so that you and I can witness uh, how Satan functions at a table. Oh, we're going to be on our best behavior after this one. But watch the word of the Lord. Jesus called them together. And he began to bless the bread and the wine. He began to break them apart and give to them. And they began to be a partaker. One wanted to know after he said, somebody going to betray me. Peter asked, who is it, Lord? Is it I? Everybody got to wondering, who is it that sits at the Lord's table that will betray him? Who is it that will sit at your table, eat your food, then turn around and lift up the heels against you? The devil is sitting at all of our tables. We need to be more wise to understand who's at the table. We need to hold our peace. David said, when my enemies were before me, I kept my mouth. My tongue was cleaved to the roof of my mouth. Because the enemy sat at your table to hear something. So they can go back and gossip. They can go back and tell, why in the world is the devil sitting at Jesus' table? John, the one that he loved so much. That's what John said. He was leaning on his breast. And looked up in Jesus' eyes and said, Lord, who is this that sat at the table to betray you? And Jesus said it this way, he that dips his hand with me in the sun, the same that should betray me. Why in the world do we tolerate the devil sitting at our table? Was the devil sent there? Yes. Here Luke says it. He sits at the table. I know he's there to betray me. The devil sits at the table. He come for deception. When the devil sits at your table, he come to oppress you. When the devil sits at your table, he come to betray you. When the devil sits at your table, he come to sow down spirits. 
When the devil sits at your table, he come to make you feel like there is no way God is going to ever deliver you. When the devil sits at your table, he come to sow discord. When the devil sits at your table, he come to tell you, God ain't going to heal you. But I hear beneath saying that's a lie. I was bleeding for 12 years, and Jesus healed me. When the devil sits at your table, he'll tell you, God won't feed you. But I hear Jesus said, I am the bread of life. When the devil sits at your table, he come to bring division among us. When the devil sits at your table, he come to destroy your way of thinking about God. I remember some years ago, I was doing simultaneous revivals. I'm young. Thank God I still have my zeal. I'll preach anywhere. And I'll tell the story. But all the brothers didn't want to go to a certain church. Because they wouldn't clap their hand. Preacher would rebuke them. They couldn't say amen. The preacher would rebuke them. Didn't believe in laying hands on the sick. Didn't believe casting out devils. Don't say hallelujah. They'll escort you out. They came to me and they said, Brooks, you got this one today. They thought it was a setup, but it was really a deliverance. Because I don't fear the devil at my table. I went in the boldness of the Holy Ghost. And as I began to preach, I watched the preacher. He became uncomfortable. I said, if I don't ever get back in here, while I'm here, I'm a record for God. You see, when the devil comes to your table, don't be afraid to face him with truth. Don't be afraid to deal with it. Jesus said, watch this. Behold, the hand of him that betrayed me is with me on the table. Why is he there? I have to give him a spot. I don't like him at my table, God. But I dare you to start talking about Jesus. I dare you to start talking about healing. I dare you to start talking about unity. I dare you to talk about healing. I dare you to talk about worship. I dare you to talk about praise. You see, when the devil sits at your table, he comes to stop you from praising. He comes to stop you from worshiping. He comes to stop you from doing the things uh, that you know God has called you to do. But I hear David saying, worship him. Worship him. I hear David saying, praise him. I hear the Lord saying, when the devil's at your table, keep on thanking him. When the devil's at your table, keep on making supplication. When the devil's at your table, keep on believing God that I'll heal you, I'll deliver you, and I'll set you free. Why in the world is the devil at your table? And here's the third analogy. He come to be your food spiritually. Now you had a full course meal sitting before you. You had Papa Do's eating. But whoever came to the table with the devil in them caused your meal that was a hearty meal not to be worth it. He was sent there 
And when the devil sat at your table, he was sitting. David said, listen to it again. Thou preparest the table for me in the presence of my enemy. You tell me you made this happen. Yes. But here what the Bible said immediately after. Jesus confronted Judas. He said, and the devil entered him. Whoa, that blew my mind. Satan had not totally possessed him. But Satan was using his mind. Satan was using his body and his thoughts to betray the Lord. Then it said it was night. In other words, total darkness had taken him. When the devil is at your table, you need to ask yourself one question. Why is he here? Told you the second most important thing in life is to know your enemy. Know the devil and his tactics. Why are you here? What are you sent here for? You come to divide, you come to hinder, you come to stop the progress of God. I'm closing. When Nehemiah got a letter from the king to go back and build the wall around his parents' graves, Sambalak and Phobos, two demons. tried to continue to stop the work God had put in Nehemiah's heart. There's always going to be a devil at our table. And beloved, you that know God is not ignorant of him. You that walk in the spirit of God can discern who it is. So when the devil thinks he's fooling you, because you can discern. Drop a few nuggets on the devil and said, I see you. I know why you're at the table. You come to discourage your next move. You come to discourage you from your blessings that God have given to you. You need to ask yourself the question, why is the devil at my table? Don't become fleshly minded. Don't get all in your flesh. Stay in your spirit and ask the Lord, why is the devil at my table? Surely the Lord will reveal to you the reason. Judas was sent because the psalmist had already messianic son and had said, he that sat at the table with me have lifted up his heels against me. The Greek admitted he was like a sick horse. After I fed him, watered him, brushed him down, lifted up his heels and kicked me. That's what the devil is designed to do. Betray, to divide, so discord among the saints of God.
Hey, beloved, I want you to be more mindful of your spiritual life or who's sitting at your spiritual table. Who's sitting there? Everybody that's sitting at my spiritual table don't want to sit there to eat what the apostle give them. Some just come to see. Some are just sitting to be nosy to go back and gossip. Some are just sent to the table. So discord. They don't want God. They don't want you to want God. They don't want to praise him and they don't want you to praise him. They don't want to worship him and they don't want you to worship him. Ask yourself the question. Hey, why is the devil at my table? I want you to know, beloved, I love you all. I appreciate God for you. God bless every one of you on the sound of my voice. Thank the church, Judah Sanctuary, praise, slash, power, deliverance, hallelujah. Whatever name you want to put it today. You that is a member of the body of Christ. I appreciate all that you've done toward Apostles' life for my birthday. I bless you all. I, I, I just greet you all in Jesus' name, and I want you to know I appreciate it. It's the first time in over 40 years they really surprised me. Yesterday, I come home, and people all in my front yard with balloons and stuff, and I'd done everything but broke down to cry. I appreciate all of you. I want you to know I love you more than words could ever explain. You see, the devil's been at my table for many years. Give up on this church. Leave it. Go away, and by God, I wanted to because I was listening to that foolishness. Guess what? When God began to work on you and he's inside of you, you hear it and you want to do it, but you just can't. Something inside you just keep pushing toward that which you know God has said to you. That lets you know the devil's sitting at your table. Discern him. Know your enemy. Know the devil. He's always going to show up. He come to sow discords. Come to show you and tell you you ain't no good. God ain't going to do it. Everybody's against you. You ain't going to never survive. He's a liar. We are more than conquerors. Hey, God bless you. I love you. I appreciate God for you. I am my brother's keeper. That's why I'm trying to emphasize to you, brothers and sisters. The devil sits at your table. Recognize it. Matter of fact, I hear the Holy Spirit say, give him what he wants. You start pleading the blood, ain't going to set the too long. They go quickly, I got to go. We've all witnessed it before physically. Start talking about God. Up, oh, I got to go. Yes, sir. You can say, there goes the devil. Hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. Pray for me. God bless you. I am my brother's keeper. I'm out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.